Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Ice Cold Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Laveson. We've got a very exciting week ahead. We've got Super Bowl Sunday coming up. And then this past week, we had some major announcements with the NBA All-Star Starters and Reserves being announced. So want to dive into both of those things today on this episode. Uh, first off, the Super Bowl. I mean, always an exciting time of year. And I think these are the two best teams in the NFL. I think the the Chiefs just seemingly find a way to win big games, and that's what they've done throughout the playoffs. And along with most of America, I wanted the Ravens to beat the Chiefs, and I also wanted the Lions to beat the 49ers, but that's not what happened. And now we've got a, a Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl in Vegas, which I think adds to the suspense, adds to the drama of the whole thing. I think it's I think it's the most anticipated Super Bowl in recent memory. I know a lot of people are going to tune in. There's a lot of factors that go into the hype leading up to it, and the fact that Taylor Swift is involved has even more has added even more hype to this whole situation. And she gets a lot of backlash online from from sports fans, which is crazy to me because she's so world renowned and well-respected, popular, whatever you want to call it. And so it drives even more attention to the games. And it's been something that's been happening all season since her and Travis Kelsey have started dating. And I'm sure the NFL's loving it. It brings in additional revenue. It brings in a bunch of attention, a bunch of people that have not paid attention to the NFL. And the Chiefs are are starting to shape up into a dynasty. I think they need a couple more Super Bowls to really solidify that and to enter the conversation of different dynasties that, that we've seen in past years. And one dynasty that comes to mind is the Warriors. Um, and there's a cycle that great teams go through. I just recently finished Andre Gudala's book. He was a part of those Warriors teams. And there's a cycle that they go through where they're a small team, they start winning a little bit, and then everyone's rooting for them because they historically have not had much success. And then they get over the hump, they do it, and everybody's happy for them, everybody's cheering because they're the underdog, right? And no one expects them to do much. And then they start winning and winning and winning, and over time, everybody gets sick of them. And so then they're almost rooting for their downfall. And I think the Chiefs are are almost to that point, if they're not already at that point, where everyone is rooting for their downfall. Everyone is ready for the Chiefs just to lose, for this run that they're on to be over. But they just keep getting it done. And, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if they can get it done this coming Sunday. I personally, I want the 49ers to win. Um, I know... I know the 49ers are chartering planes and flying all their employees out. And in the Brock Purdy story, I mean, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft, it would make for a great story. And so I'm I'm rooting for Brock Purdy to succeed. I'm hoping that the Niners can get it done and knock off the Chiefs. But my prediction is that the Chiefs end up winning. I've got the Chiefs winning 31-27. I think the final score will probably appear closer than the actual game if you watch the game. I think the Niners Niners probably come back a little bit in the uh in the second half to make it more more of a uh close game, but the I think the Chiefs get it done. And 
It'll be interesting. See what happens. And the other thing I wanted to touch on today is the NBA All-Star Game happening in Indianapolis, which I've heard great things about Indianapolis. I've never been. The Pacers are entertaining. Tyrese Halliburton, obviously, is a phenomenal player. And just looking at these lists of both teams, I, I'm... Not very surprised. I mean, it, it, let's take a look at the West first. We've got LeBron, KD, the Joker, Luca, Shea Gilgis, Alexander. I mean, these all have become household names. Shea has elevated his play this year. He's entered the top 10, top five conversation for players in the league. And then, I mean, you look up and down this West roster, they're household names. I mean, you got AD on the bench. You got Devin Booker on the bench, Paul George. You got Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard. These are people that have been franchise players in the NBA for five, six, seven, eight years now. And then, I mean, on the bench, could you make some arguments? Cat, I mean, Rudy Gobert probably should be in that place just for his role defensively, but they just don't respect defensive players as much. And And it's interesting because the coaches – are who vote for these reserves. And you can see that, that winning clearly matters. And you see that more in the East than you do in the West. So looking at the East starters, you got Giannis, you got Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton, Dame Lillard. And then you take a look at the bench and you've got some new faces. I mean, Jalen Brunson has been phenomenal. He's been a blast to watch all year long. He's just so smooth, undersized, crafty. I mean, he, he just gets it done. and so along with Jalen Brunson, you got two other first-timers. you got Tyrese Maxey, who's just been on a tear. I mean, I saw him in person in Atlanta a few months back, and he is just playing out of his mind, showing a lot of poise. And you also got Paolo Banchero, who, who's been dominating down in Orlando and really coming to into his own. And there were flashes when he was at Duke. You knew that this was the kind of player that he was going to turn into. He just gets stuff done. He... He's a physical force. He gets, he just gets to where he wants to go. He knows his spots and he's just become more comfortable in the NBA. Now, the only, the only real um, backlash I've seen online and especially here, I'm, I'm in Atlanta is Trey Young definitely got snubbed, but the Hawks, I mean, they've been, they've just been average, very average. And if not below average, which is the reason I believe that Trey Young didn't make this cut. I mean, it's plain and simple. If the Hawks win more, if the Hawks are a four or five seed, then Trey Young's in this conversation. He's having the best year of his career and he's been an all-star before. And so I, I just think, I think, I think Trey ends up getting a spot. I know Embiid is having surgeries, got announced and, and so I think, I think Trey will find his way in there, probably into a reserve role, um, I mean, and then looking at the rest of this East bench, you've got Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, just solid players across the board. And there's just not enough spots to go around. I mean, 12 spots in the East, 12 spots in the West, and they've gone away from having LeBron and Giannis draft teams. And so just 12 roster spots, there's end of the day, there's going to be people that get left out. That's just how it's going to go. Unfortunately, and this conversation gets brought up every year, but how do they make the how do they make the All Star Game more competitive? There's got to be a solution. I mean, 
it's just a shame. And, and as I mentioned earlier, I'm reading Andre Gidala's book right now and just talking about 82 game season and what these guys go through. There's just no reason for anybody to be out there given a hundred percent for something that is meaningless. And an idea that I've seen tossed around in recent years has been home court advantage for the finals being dependent on the winner of the all-star game, which for, for guys that are on contending teams, I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves, at least in the regular season, they've been legit. The Thunder have been legit. So if you're in the West and there's more contenders, I mean, there's the Suns look good. Um, the Nuggets, obviously defending champs, the Clippers look scary. I mean, you got Kawhi and Paul George on this all-star team. If you raise the stakes and you put that as the deciding factor, if you turn the all-star game into the deciding factor for home court advantage in the finals, I think it would be scary. I think it would be very, very scary um, to see the intensity, I think it would definitely elevate the com- the competitive nature that this game's played with. Um, yeah, the Celtics. I mean, they've got two. They've got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in this game. I think they would they'd take it much more serious. I think it's I think it's remarkable that the Bucks. This is a side note, but that the Bucks head coach, new head coach. He's coached three games. Doc Rivers is the coach for the East. I mean, how in the world the NBA doesn't fix that? I don't know. Doc Rivers has come out and said that he's going to give whatever check or whatever it is to, uh, to coach Griffin as he should. I mean, Doc Rivers just landed this gig a couple weeks ago and has already named the the head coach of the East after talking on TV all year. It just, it just doesn't make sense. That's something the NBA has got to fix, but it, it'll be exciting. I'm excited to see how it goes. Um, I mentioned earlier games in Indianapolis. I, uh, I had a conversation with a former, a former NBA head coach, um, Sam Mitchell. He played in the league for 17, 18 years, played in the league forever, coach for the Raptors. He worked for NBA TV now. And I he's he's come to where I work. He's become friends with someone who I work with. And so he's been around and he's like, oh, I'm not going to Indianapolis. You know, why would I go to Indianapolis? I'm I'm going to take a vacation. I'm going to take care of some stuff that I've been needing to take care of. It's just it's cool that the NBA rotates. I mean, last year was um, in Salt Lake. It's cool that they rotate and show some love to these smaller market cities. But it's funny that it it's it's Indianapolis. You know, there's enough big cities out there. They really could just rotate the six, seven major cities, the New Yorks, the Vegas, um, LA, Dallas, Boston, just the bigger cities. They could, they could do that, but it's cool that they show love to the cities like Indianapolis. And I know it'll drive a lot of revenue and, and it'll be, it'll be cool for Indianapolis to show what, what they have to offer to, to everyone really. And it's cool what they did with putting the the court. They put like the all-star promo court in the Indianapolis airport, which is cool and, and blew up online. It was cool to see that. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see how the all-star game goes, if they can have some sort of competitive nature. I know they donated a bunch to charities last year. It'll be it'll be cool to see what the NBA comes up with to try to solve the issue of the lack of competitiveness. 
And also, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Super Bowl. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Overall, I'm just I'm hoping for a good game. Honestly, I'm hoping for it stays close for a long time. Hope there's a lot of points. And yeah, hopefully Niners get it done. But again, I I think the Chiefs will get it done. Um, thank you for for tuning in and look forward to uh, to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks.